honestly, Bass, I'm going to ask you a question in the interest of complete clarity. Why are you so stupid? Were you born this way, or is it something you work on to perfect? You should have held known about Atlas and Reserve. Had that ace up your sleeve, boy. I know, Charlie. I know. I, I beat myself up about it enough already. Point is, Jocelyn has surfaced, and what's more concerning is she's emerged to warn me. She hates me, Charlie. Hell, she shot me in the leg during Cincinnati. Why alert me if the alternative is the DIA gets involved? Why is she in play? All great questions. You and she had a history ever since... since your wife. I haven't seen her spoken to her myself in over ten years, but I'm confident for as much as she dislikes you, she has nothing but fury, rage, and destructive intent towards me. She's three-alarm psycho, boy. Continue to steer clear. What are your DC contacts saying? Nothing. Bumpkiss. They're not hearing anything from the DIA regarding you, the station, or anything else in your direction. Radio silent. What about the Marshal's office in DC? Ditto. Nobody on the hill is returning any of the Marshal's calls. Been like this for a better part of a week. Whatever is going on, all the field offices are being froze out, not just us. Punish them all for the act of one in a Rodar support in-house? Possibly. Do have to admit that would be Jocelyn's M.O. to a T. Do me a favor here, donkey brains. Remember last time when I told you to keep to the investigation, ignore all the rest of the background noises down there? Yeah, Charlie. Well, this time, actually listen to the advice and do it. Do you hear me, son? I copy, Charlie. I'm keeping my nose clean. What about the other thing? The dossier I requested. I have it. Who is this woman, Bass? Suspect? Person of interest? POI only for now, Charlie. I just want to make sure I'm being thorough. Fair enough. Jennings, Kendra, Renee, Doctor. Degrees in quantum physics and cosmology. Hmm. What does the station need with a makeup arts, Bass? Huh? That's cosmetology. Cosmology is the study of the universe's origin. I know. That was called a dad joke. And used to smell them coming a mile away. You're slipping, boy. Keep going, old man. She was born April 27th, 1989 to Raymond Jennings and Rebecca Connor Jennings in Bigelow, Minnesota. Mom's a professor of archaeology at the University of Cambridge. Dad's dead. He taught theoretical physics at Caltech in the 70s and 80s. Older brother, Devin Alexander, KIA with the U.S. Marines, 15 MEU and 2003 Umkazar in southern Iraq. Younger sister, Mary Ellen Jennings Laluz. Two nieces, ages four and eight, Madeline and Elizabeth. Sister is a homemaker. Other than that, Bass, there isn't anything here. Standard academic classes and awards you might expect. No criminal record, no warrants, no traffic tickets, no bankruptcy or financial issues. The only thing that stands out is a reference to a check done by MI6 on your doctor there back in 2017. British intelligence? Maybe due to your doctor's mom being a professor at Cambridge. You know the secret squirrel, Bass. Everybody keeps tabs on everybody else's scientists if one wants to jump ship or defect. Maybe. I don't know. It just seems really off. You sure this doctor is just a person of interest, boy? 
I'm looking at a photo of her. Very attractive woman. Knock it off, Charlie. I'm on the clock down here. You and Janet doing anything for Christmas? We're mainly having a quiet time to ourselves. Gonna pay our respect to Janet's folks. Then I thought we'd stop in and visit Diane for a bit. I don't want anybody to be alone on Christmas. That's great, Charlie. I'm sure she'd love to see you and Janet again. Tell her I wish I could be there, too. I will, son. Listen, Bass. You be careful down there. Dealing with a killer in the wild is one thing. Having a bureaucratic powerhouse gunning for you is a whole other matter. The more headaches you seem to be causing down there mean... More headaches for you. I hear you, Charlie. You always hear me. But you seldom listen. Bass? Hmm? Merry Christmas, boy. Merry Christmas, old man. Recording started. Deputy U.S. Marshal Bass Marlowe, Mark Rodney, Homicide Investigation, Oms and Scott Station, the South Pole. Today is December 21st, 2021, and time is 1620 hours. This is the interview of Franklin Cohn, resident Political of... Political prisoner. Resident of the station. Now, for the record, please state your name. You mean like my name or my name name? Huh? Uh, well, the name everyone knows me as is Franklin Cohn. Franklin was the human I possessed for 42 years when I was last on Earth. My name name? Uh, I can't tell you that. It would give you power over me. Okay, Franklin. I'm gonna be 100% honest with you. I have zero clue about why you're in a cage or why everybody thinks you're the devil. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Never said devil. Not once did I profess to be the Morning Star. He hates people pretending to be him. Why, he took over Ellis, so he could be portrayed correctly. The point being, I'm inclined to hear you out. Say what now? I think you heard me. I stopped believing in God, the devil, heaven and hell, all divinity. In my opinion, it's all bullshit. Made up by old age leaders wanting to control the masses, wanting to line their coffers with money. Jesus, the apostles, Lucifer's war against God, Bull certified grade A horseshit. Okay. You had me at the start, but veered off there into some very interesting emotional baggage. Obviously, you have something you're trying to work through. I'm cool with that. Some talk therapy, maybe. But let's go back to the incline part. How long have you been in there? Uh, what year is it? 2021. Right, right. Gregorian calendar. Um, then five years. I'm going to level with you. I think something around here has contaminated the water. I believe you are infected too. I may be the only one not infected because I'm still relatively new. So as soon as I find my killer, and as soon as I get back to McMurdo, I intend to contact the CDC and have them scramble down here to treat the station, yourself included, and get you out of there. There is no such thing as demons. You're a victim. You think you're a demon. It's outlandish, and it means you need help. So convince me. Convince me you think you're a demon, that you're crazy, and I'll let you out. And you, kind sir, will be my savior. Okay, wrong choice of phrase. Um, hero. But first, quid pro quo, Deputy Marshal. Tell me something about you. Something personal. Nope, see you later. 
Sorry, sorry, Mr. Marlowe. <laughs> we can chat. It's just, how many opportunities do you get for the perfect setting and circumstance for that impression? So I hear you were in 1980s Los Angeles. Tell me about that. <laughs> oh, I possessed a white, mostly straight Republican male lawyer in 1986. I was living in Los Angeles, California, the height of the Reagan era. You ever hear of Sodom and Gomorrah? Yes. L.A. made them look like a Southern Baptist church during Prohibition. It was glorious. Women, drugs, booze, money, lust, men, more money, expensive cars and condos. Ah, <sighs> good time. So you were a lawyer? No, I possessed a lawyer. Well, technically I possessed a 19-year-old kid home from university who played with a Ouija board alongside some Delta Gamma sorority girls so that he could touch a boob. Easy DG. Franklin. Anyway, that's when I hitched a ride. Found out he wanted to be a lawyer. We have lots of them back home, so I figured what better way to collect my due than include the guilty party soul as partial legal payment. So, I learned with the kid. In time, we passed college, passed law school. First try at the bar exam, thank you. Got accepted as the youngest junior partner at Mackenzie, Brackham, Cheney, and Kuzik. You let people pay their legal fees with their souls. Well, not the whole bill, just like 30%. Daddy needs the green to pay the rent and the dealers. Speaking of which, is snorting coke off the ass of a stripper still a thing? How the hell would I know that? I'm a federal officer. <laughs> oh, okay, sure. If you say so. Wink, wink. For the record, the man called Franklin Cohn winked at me. Please continue. So, I was a rock star attorney until 2002 when my ride suffered a stroke and I had to return to the pit. So then, how did you end up here? at the South Pole in a modified solid iron rounded top tube. Oh, funny story, really. Uh, so I'm waiting for a new assignment. It was taking unusually long. I had been back in the pit for almost three months and the front office was seriously taking forever. It was quarter close and you know how things get around then. Hell has fiscal quarters. Uh, bureaucracy, red tape, needless and endless paperwork, Excel spreadsheets. Hi, we're hell. That's our bread and butter for suffering. Uh-huh. Anyway, I'm just keeping busy until my next job comes in. Walking around the back nine of hell, when I see this flickering light with a purplish mist floating around it, I approached it because, well, why the they're not? And then I'm suddenly in this ice borehole with people shouting above me. I'm woozy, the head is pounding like when you tell a hooker dressed as a circus clown to choke you during 60... Got it, got it. Don't need... I understand. You were disoriented. Did you say something about a purple mist? Yeah. Why? Do you know what that was? Not relevant, honestly. Go on. Well, by the time I get rid of the head funk, there is this tube being welded to the metal floor around me, and a third-year divinity school dropout is reciting ancient Sumerian and warding the cage against me. Who knew they still taught Sumerian at university? <sighs> Been here ever since, uh, November 2016. Okay. Why don't you tell me about heaven and hell, then? If you are a demon, formerly an angel that rebelled, you could see in both places. Aren't you more curious about your homicide investigation? Of course, but you've been locked up down here. What could you possibly know that would help? 
The murder weapon was a twisted blade, 12 inches long and hand-forged in one of the machine shops here at the station, and is, as of this moment, still missing. A nasty weapon, that is. I believe you humans call it a cyclone blade. That analysis wasn't released to anybody. Even Dr. Ambrose couldn't determine the weapon used. It took forensics back in Honolulu to make that identification. Only four people on the planet know this. How could you possibly know? Demon! That's it. You just, you just know the murder weapon because you're a demon. I'm gonna need more. Demons can smell sin. We can smell it a mile away. Literally, if the wind is against us, sometimes two or three, it's intoxicating. Imagine having prime rib every day for a year. Then you go decades without. That first time you smell the prime rib again. Oh, I'm getting worked up here. <laughs> so you smell Dr. Rodney being murdered? Absolutely. <laughs> I will never get used to that. From in here, under the ice, hundreds of meters away from the Mapo lab. Yes. For instance, right now, I can smell your guilt. You have something that's been gnawing at you. Wow, for a long time. It explains that whole grade-A horseshit rat, doesn't it? <laughs> that is some intense marinated guilt. Well now, there's a touch of lust on you too. <laughs> You're very recent. Who's the lucky gal? Not your concern. Lucky fella? Drop it. Also, and this is a freebie. Stop using brute cologne. What are you, a 70-year-old retiree at a Shriners convention? Get some Calvin Klein or something from this century. Did you smell who the murderer was? It doesn't work like that. Uh, how can I... Okay, we smell sin. All sin. We smell it when it happens, and for as long as it lingers on your soul. No such thing. Ugh, fine! Your soul, your conscience, your being, your matrix of leadership. I don't care what you call it. Trust me, it's there. Your basic sins, pride, gluttony, sloth, well, those are appetizers. The free bowl of mixed party nuts you get when you sit at the bar. Lust, envy, greed, mm, those are entrees for sure. It makes my mouth water just thinking about them. But wrath, oh, now wrath. <laughs> there is no greater offense to the Almighty than one of your hairless apes killing another. Oh, wrath is a seven-course feast unto itself. It's enticing, alluring, orgasmic. <laughs> it is the source of murder, hatred, all things evil, and it sings out to us. It beckons us, and we always, always... What the hell? Do you have a mobile phone in there? No. Then why is it still ringing? You do have a mobile phone. I'm a lawyer. I know I don't have to answer. How the hell do you get cell service down here, inside of an iron tube at this south pole? 
5G? You know, fine. We'll pretend that didn't happen, or that your ringtone isn't suspiciously interesting. Bottom line, when you're on a floating hunk of ice with a small number of people, sins are not plentiful. It's not like standing in Times Square with thousands of people within that mile or two that you can smell. Oh. So, when somebody got ventilated, yeah, it stood out immediately. It was very fragrant. Was? Was. After a few days, the aroma went away. Most of the time, it means the person who did the killing was killed themselves, left the area, or committed suicide. None of those things happened. <sighs> well then, Deputy Marshal, you have yourself a rare suspect indeed. If they're still part of this mortal coil and didn't check out themselves, then you have a true psychopath on your hands. No remorse, no guilt, finds no problem in what they did. Those are the people who often get executive positions down in the pit. So, no remorse or feelings. You can't detect them. Then parading the remaining 28 people still on station and who went or overed would do no good? I wouldn't be able to smell them. Besides that, Wainwright and Zeke restrict who can come in here since the buzz incident. Let's get back to heaven and... Wait, what's the buzz incident? Back in 2016, Buzz Aldrin saw my true visage, made him have a stroke. They flew him out of here a few days later. Wainwright got an earful about that, I'm sure. I wonder, I never did hear what the cover story was. I remember that. That was you? The man is an American hero. He walked on the moon for his sake. They were letting him go wherever he wanted on the station. I had to meet him. I remember watching the moon landing on TV during an earlier assignment. I just got too excited. They evacuated him to Christchurch, said it was altitude sickness and fluid in his lungs. He was rambling, tweeted about how we were all in danger, how it was evil itself. They said he was talking about climate change. You? You were the evil? Hey, words hurt. You almost killed Buzz Aldrin. He was no spring chicken, even back then. Not guilty. <sighs> I have a party to get to, and I need a shower and get some paperwork in first. We're continuing this conversation later. Just don't wait too long. The sooner I help you catch the bad guy, the sooner you get to McMurdo, and I get out of here. You know, Deputy Marshal, I like you indeed. Please, whenever you want to return to finish our chat, I'll be here. Maybe you can bring a meal, and we'll dine together. We could have liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. Night, Franklin. <laughs> oh, it's Franklin's time to shine. Diane. I am not exactly sure what I've walked into. Recording stopped. Diane, it's 17.45 hours on December 21st. This may be my last dictation to you before Christmas Day. First and foremost, I wish you a very happy holidays. I saw on the tracking website that the gift I bought for you was delivered on Monday morning, and I hope it brings you great joy and happiness. I finished interview about an hour ago, and I don't want to go into the details. You'll see the body cam footage when the data package is transmitted tomorrow. Oh, but do me a favor. See what you can dig up on a Franklin Cone lawyer practiced in California, Los Angeles County to be exact, uh, 1980s through 2000s time frame. Standard background check. 
Okay, y'all. Join us in the galley in 30 minutes for the Christmas... <clears throat> I mean, holiday party. Rumor has it a very special somebody is going to be making an appearance. Great food and some special eggnog. Wink, wink. See y'all there. Thank you. Spoke with Charlie earlier. You'll be getting your regular Christmas visit from him and Janet. And remember we talked about Diane. Uh, these visits mean just as much to Chuck and Janet as they do to you. And I'm not saying they go all out, and I know you've all gotten on well forever. It's just, and maybe I'm just getting sentimental as I get older, but I don't want you to be alone. Or them either. You and Charlie and Janet, you're the only family I have left. It's hard not being with you guys during this time of year. <clears throat> so anyway, have a toast, be with each other, and uh, think of me. <clears throat> Okay, Diane, I'm freshly showered, nose and ears, hair trimmed. I have on that dress shirt you bought me just before Cincinnati. I also have it on some authority that brute cologne may not be suitable for me, so I took a cologne sample out of a magazine I found in the quiet room. Obsession. Oh, by the by, thank you for tracking down and arranging my gift to Kendra. I can't believe you are able to make it happen. Not sure if I should be thanking you or Charlie or you and Charlie, but this, uh, well, let's just say I hope it makes her day. Oddly looking forward to this. U.S. Deputy Marshal Bass Marlowe, end of day, December 21st, 2021. Merry Christmas, Diane. Recording started. Merry Christmas, Deputy Marshal. Merry Christmas, Doctor. Hey there, Mr. Marlowe. Glad you could join us. Happy to be here. Merry Christmas. Woohoo, aren't you a sight? Okay, uh, should probably slow down that eggnog, Betty. Deputy Marshal! Deputy Marshal! <laughs> Hello, Mr. Kelly. Happy holidays. Oh, I don't mind Merry Christmas. Even if I celebrate Hanukkah, I still love the Christmas spirit and all the food. <laughs> oh, well now, Mr. Kelly, I didn't know you were a member of the tribe. Shalom Alechaim. Oh, Alechaim Shalom. Deputy Marshal, are you Jewish too? I'm not. I don't follow any religion or practices. Not for a while now. But my best friend in Kansas growing up, he was Jewish and he taught me a bit about Judaism. Well, I'm glad he did. Your Hebrew is great. Barely an accent at all. I only remember a few words, uh, hello, goodbye, where's the bus stop, and just enough to get my face slapped. <laughs> well, still very impressive. Oh, I almost forgot, I need to make sure Zeke has everything. Excuse me, won't you? Dr. McKendrick, saw you standing over here by yourself. Is everything all right? Yes, thank you, Deputy. I'm just contemplating. Looking at the snow and the ice and contemplating. Well, at the risk of prying, anything you need to talk about? No, that's very sweet, but I'm just taking in everything that happened over the last year. It's, it's made me wonder, where do I belong? You mean here or existential? <laughs> no, I mean, is my being here at the station the best thing for myself? my marriage, my husband, Michael and I will. It's been a rough last uh, four, 
five years. So we decided to go our separate ways and consider what we want. To stay married, formally divorce, open relationship. Ugh, that was two and a half years ago. Around the same time, I got an offer to come down here. And it being Christmas time, naturally thoughts turned to family and friends. Yes, exactly. So, well, as you know, I've been making the most of being separated and down here. I'm sure in your investigation you've heard things. Not my place to judge, Doctor. Despite my appetites, none of that has ever really filled the emptiness in my heart, which... Until recently, I didn't even realize I still had one. Doctor... Helena... I'm not sure I'm qualified to advise on matters of the heart, but instincts, I'm pretty good at those. Taking away your social life here, taking away the problems that you may have had. When you look deep inside yourself, what does your gut tell you? Don't think, don't consider, just what does your gut say? I need to go home. I've always found your gut instinct is 99% the right instinct. I hope you find that too. Thank you, Deputy. Thank you. I'll let Lawrence know in the morning and then I'll start making the preparations. You know, Dr. Jennings is a lucky woman. You're welcome, and uh, Kendra and I are just friends. <laughs> uh, why are the cute tall ones always oblivious? Have a good night, Deputy. Good night, Doctor. Always listening to guts. I must remember this one. It seems Russian wisdom is catching into your brain, Tovarish. What can I say, Mikhail? I'm learning from the best. Uh -huh. That is one handsome marshal. Hello, everyone. Hello. Let's quiet down. I'll give my annual holiday speech so you all may return to enjoying your jocularity. Consider that my Yule time gift. I have prepared a speech for this occasion. <clears throat> Friends and colleagues, at this time of year, we take a moment from our busy lives, toils, and endeavors to come together and celebrate our joy and fondness for one another. Even here in the most remote part of the planet Earth, we come together to pursue scientific knowledge to help make our world better than we found it. It can be challenging to be away from our familiar surroundings at this time of year, to be away from our families and loved ones, not able to gather around a fireplace and enjoy roasting chestnuts and merrymaking especially to those who by all rights should have already been home by this time, but are being asked to remain by our beloved Deputy Marshal Marlowe. <coughs> so, it is in the spirit of the season, due in no small part to my own efforts, I announce those who are still required to remain on the station will be given double their promised salary for this unfortunate inconvenience, retroactive to the day you were supposed to have departed. Fuck you, sideways Yes, yes. 
Yes, you're welcome. You're welcome. Happy holidays. You're welcome. Oh, it is my pleasure. Yes. So, my fellow scientists, contractors, galley workers, maintenance and custodians. Janitor. Let me wish you happy holidays. Have a Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Blessed Kwanzaa. Wonderful Festivus. I don't know what. And a splendid solstice. So, with that, as it is tradition, the station manager is pleased to introduce Father Christmas. Ho, 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 people. Merry Christmas. Oh, and I hope you've been good this year. Oh, oh, oh. And now I know you didn't finish the maintenance schedule like you said you did, Alvin. You're on the naughty list, son. Ho, ho, ho. You best stop leaning back on that chair before your ass breaks it. Ho, ho, ho. What do you mean that you receive maple logs and fudge from Nana? I told her what you said about the beloved character Jar Jar Binks from the original trilogy. Oh yeah, the old broad just loaded me up. As it turns out, you don't have the market cornered on Facebook Messenger, sir. And as it turns out, Chris, our favorite octogenarian shares my opinion, or lack thereof, of your beloved Jar Jar Binks character. Oh, this is all lunacy. She laughed out loud with me in the theater. At him. At him, not, not with at him. Not at him, with him. His, his character was a much-needed comedy relief in that film. You have to agree. Just reminds me. She told me to give you this. <clears throat> it came in my box, and if she plays her cards right, I might... Uh... Oh, my God. Just <sighs> saying. Going to throw up, I think, in my mouth a little bit. Oh, let me just read this. Let me see. Let's snuggle barrel. That's, that's sweet. It's not senility setting in. Jar Jar stunk worse than crotch rot after four days we steep in the Mekong Delta. Oh, that's a lot. Emmy is right. Enjoy your fudge and maple. When did my Nana start calling you Emmy? And when did she start referring to the Mekong Delta? Have you two been playing Call of Duty um, again? <clears throat> what can I say? The older ladies, or as I like to call them, gilfs, love the watermen. Excuse me, gentlemen. I'm just gonna ease on by you here. Yeah, heading directly to the cocktail bar. Pardon me. Whoa, we got supermodels down here now? Merry Christmas, Bass. Merry Christmas. Whoa. What? Do I look silly? No, no, not at all. I've just, I've never seen you with your hair down and not wearing oh. glasses. Clark Kent does turn into Superman. Um, eh, since it's a holiday party, I, I wanted to try something different. Put on a little makeup, um, yes. Stop staring. You're making me blush. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm really sorry. It, it's just... Kendra, you're, you're a bombshell. Yes. You're right, you're right. <clears throat> and a Merry Christmas to you, Kendra. Did Dr. Wainwright give his usual holiday speech? I've heard they can be self-aggrandizing. Oh, he was that and more. 
I think he may have nominated himself king. Well, now, and how are you children doing? Whoa. Hi, Santa. Kendra, mm, Dr. Jennings is a bit self-conscious. You don't have to. I appreciate it, but I got this. <sighs> Thank you, Zeke, for the compliment. You are very kind. And I love you as Father Christmas. <laughs> well, ho, ho, ho. This is a time for holiday surprises. It just so happens Santa has something in this here bag for you, law man. Let's see here. Uh-huh. Here you go. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> hey, Keenan. Boy, you better let it off that eggnog hooch if you go on night watch in two hours. Santa gonna put his boot up your ass if you get drunk. Okay. Bag of marshmallows? <laughs> it's an inside joke. Nothing important. Speaking of gifts, um, I wasn't sure if I would have gotten this arranged in time, but thanks to some buddies and Diane mostly. Here, for you. Thank you, Bass. Should I. Oh, right here? By all means, please. Uh, how? Original CD release, Painkiller by Little Big Town. But it signed to me by Karen Fairchild. Kendra, as a scientist in such a fascinating role, you are a shining example for young women everywhere to be whatever they dream. You go, girl, Karen F. Ass. The band is a huge supporter of law enforcement, especially our work in locating missing and exploited children. The Marshal Service has partnered with them many times over. <laughs> okay, e easy, girl. Easy. My lungs are still sore from the chemical exposure. Thank you so much. How how did you know I loved this band? Um, well, remember a couple months back when I was walking by while you were practicing singing? I recognized the song and thought it must have a special Where meaning. The band, they helped me find my voice. They made me love singing and all of the emotions that come with it. I just, I can't do it in front of people yet, but this is so thoughtful. Thank you. You're welcome. Oh, um, I have a gift for you too. Oh, you did? I did. Um, here, please. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Oh my God. This was it. This was the bar. This is the bar I was telling you about. Mulligan's where I met my wife. Roscoe's Steak and Brew. That's what it was called. God, this, this photo's got to be 20, 25 years old. Where did you find this? It took a little bit of digging, but I posted to various internet groups in the area to see if anybody had any old photos of the storefront. But persistence pays off. Somebody who lived nearby sent me sent me this. I ordered a frame and printed it in the mailroom. It looks exactly like I remembered it on the night that I... <clears throat> Kendra, um, thank you so much. Merry Christmas, Bass. Okay, folks. We got one more present to hand out. As we do at Amazon Scott, the last present always goes to the station manager. Yeah, here it is. Here you go, Dr. Wainwright. Good day. Oh, and what could this be? 
The annual lump of coal since I'm on the naughty list. A wacky, tacky tie. <sighs> Let's see, why don't we? Uh, will, will you all please excuse me? <clears throat> I have, I have some paperwork to do. Zeke, 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 what was in the box? What made him head out like that? No idea. The box was left near my Santa bag with Wainwright's name on it. I got a quick glimpse. It looked like a doll or something. I, I got to look too. It almost looked like a doll in uniform. His father made him a Nutcracker doll when he was a kid. That was it. The actual doll. Hey, Santa's good at knowing what the youngins want, but... How on earth? Six months ago, I wrote to his older sister, Clara. I saw her name and address on a letter he got last year. So I told her I wanted to do something special for Dr. Wainwright on Christmas. Was there something? Some old childhood memory or item that he loved as a kid? Something that would bring him comfort and joy? Huh. Hard to imagine Wainwright as a kid. <laughs> well, his sister took over the parents' house in Drosselmeyer, Vermont after they passed. And a lot of their old toys were in the attic. So she found one of the ones he used to play with all the time when he was little. She said it was his best friend until he was nine or ten. His name is Fritz. <laughs> I'm sure you've seen for yourself. Dr. Wainwright doesn't have any friends here. And with it being the holiday season, everybody should have a friend. And That's nice. Zeke, are you... Hush uh, up, long man. I just got something in my eyes all. Yeah, feeling some mushy mushy. Kenan, I saw you sneak another knock. Here comes Santa Boot, here comes Santa Boot, right up your ass lane. Well, I think that was very nice of you, Mr. Kelly. Oh, oh, oh thank you, Doctor. Uh, happy holidays. Oh, if you'll both excuse me, I think it's time for the airing of the grievances. Have to run. <laughs> hey, Bass, look up. Did you notice? Ah, mistletoe. And not tied to Firefighter Fred's belt buckle as I would have expected. <laughs> well, I do believe the tradition calls for... I didn't want to assume. You don't mind? Mm-mm. All right, people. I want repair teams two and three mobilizing now. Kanan, give me that radio. You still got an ass kicking coming, young blood. You best believe. Law man, use a hand. But we didn't. We will, Kendra. Pretty sure we will soon. But I gotta, uh. Uh, go, go. I understand. Okay. Where do you need me, Zeke? Hi, friends. Brian Bradley here, creator of 90 Degrees South. And I'm Trent Shemoy, voice actor for 90 Degrees South. We have a few announcements we want to share with all of you today. First and foremost, we have been blown away by all the support everyone has shown our, our wacky little show. Subscribes, listens, support, and comments on the socials, private messages saying how much the show means to you. It means even more to us. Oh, no doubt. This show has been a labor of love in a way to make sure that the light of positivity remains lit in this world, even inside of these darkest of times. Uh, good, a good buddy of ours actually lit that initial spark and we are honored to carry on that light through this show. We also wanted a way to have the fans hold on to part of the show and be involved. So, so we, we got, got merch. merch. 
If you go to our show's homepage, 90degreespodcast.com, that's the number 90 and then the words Degrees Podcast, all smushed together.com, you'll see a link that will take you to our storefront. Pole Mart. Great name. Here you'll find all the merchandise you could ever want. T-shirts, hoodies, stickers, onesies, mugs, bumper stickers, and so much more. Sport some merch to support your friends on the ice and promote the show through the sick swag you'll get. We're also happy to announce that 90 Degrees South has its own Patreon. If you go to our show's website, you'll see a link that will take you to Patreon where you can also show your support and get items and perks exclusive to Patreon members. Bloopers, alt takes, outtakes, enamel pins, signed scripts, and a shout out on the show itself. Check it out by typing in 90 Degrees South in Patreon's search field or visiting 90DegreesSouth.com. That's it from us knuckleheads today, but on behalf of both of us, as well as the other voice actors, thank you all for the love and support, the likes and the listens, the tweets and the passing along the show by word of mouth. It can be just as potent as a marketing campaign and helps us keep going. Thank you. Now, back to our outro, man. This has been 90 Degrees South. On behalf of the cast and crew, I'd like to thank you for listening. If you liked the episode and are enjoying the series, please remember to give us a like, a share, a tweet, send a raven, or review on iTunes, Audioboom, or your favorite podcast site. It helps us to get the word out and keeps the cold at bay. Until next time. This has been a BMB production.